I think that was just like the most interesting thing that like thank goodness for these like mini self archivists that have captured our history in this way and that have understood the importance of it and then held on to it. And I'm just like, wow, I I hope that we're able to, you know, proper, properly fund, you know, the archival process of Black history in Canada in some way, whether it be through like a National Black Museum or, you know, a museum that kind of brings all of our subcultures together in one way to so that this history isn't lost because if we didn't do the show, it would just be sitting in their basements. Today on the show, we are joined with actress, musician, producer, woman of many hats, and the host of Black Community Mixtapes, the one and only Cara Martin. Black Community Mixtapes is an incredible series that is playing right now on City TV, Apple TV, and Prime with the City TV extension, and I can't recommend it enough. Not only does it go back and tell some important untold stories of the black community in music, arts, photography, activism, movements, festivals, etc. It's also presented in such an engaging way and with such an easy binge watch front to back. And it got me extra excited to talk to Kara today. And in our conversation, you're going to hear how this series came to be, how she was selected to be the face of it, and overall, why it's just so awesome, important, and special. So yeah, let's get right into it. Hello. Good morning, Kara. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Really, really good. I'm really excited to talk to you uh, this morning. Um, just totally loving the series. Um, and uh, yeah, just basically like, I just kind of want to pick your brain a little bit about your journey too, before I get into Black Community mixtapes, if that's cool with you. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, no problem. But uh, yeah, just like at the, at the intro of the first episode, you kind of like mentioned a little bit of like your history. And uh, as I've been watching like the episodes too, it's like you've seemed like such a perfect fit to guide us through this journey and teach us about um, the community and the black history from like hip hop to photography to Toronto festivals, et cetera, et cetera. And I kind of just want to know like, how you actually got locked into becoming the host of the series. Yeah. So I started off in the emerging filmmakers program at Oya media group. And this was back in 2018. And from there, I just kept showing up to the office and I never left. So they kept giving me different jobs. <laughs> and so I actually started in this, in the industry, we create this thing called a sizzle. And so they hired me to do research for the sizzle. And so that's why I was felt so connected to all of the research material. And so from there, they found out that I was an actor and they just kept giving me opportunities to host different things for the company. And then they finally just asked me like, hey, you're so invested. You love the material. You know all of this stuff. Would you like to host the show? And I just felt so honored in that moment. And it just felt so wonderful to be able to grow with Oya in that way. Oya Media Group and Allison and Gaddy to have them trust me, but for also me continue like, to show up for them, you know, in all these different capacities that they put me in. And from there, after we made the sizzle, it pivoted to... Um, them just using that to pitch the series to different networks. And then it got picked up by City TV. And that was like really, really amazing. So I've been attached to the project for about five years. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, and it's so awesome. Uh, even uh, I watched the whole thing, like binge watched it front to back. And I find like sometimes when you're watching something historical, it can be like dry, but I just love just the vibe, the editing, the pace. Like I, I almost couldn't turn it off. And I kind of want to uh, know like when you found or saw the final product, how did it make you feel to see it like kind of come together? Oh my goodness. It made me feel so wonderful just because this was a concept that was in the minds of Allison and Gaddy. It was something that, you know, I had always wished I could watch in school. I remember at my age myself here when the TV was rolling out and it was time to watch like Bill Nye the Science Guy and we all got really excited to watch um, or learn in this really cool and fun way. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw Black Community Mixtapes, I just kept thinking about the younger version of myself, like how cool it'll be for the kids to be able to watch this in schools and to be able to learn about Canadian history in this new and engaging way. So that to me was just like the most fun part. Yeah, it's so awesome. And uh, yeah, like like I mentioned, I just love the vibe, the pacing, like it just kind of kept my brain awake. I find sometimes like these days, like I'll turn on Netflix and I'll turn on like a historical documentary of like Egypt or the pyramids or something. And the, just the, the voice of the narrator or whatever, I'll just I'll end up like taking a nap or whatever. But this yeah. one's like got like just kind of like a vibe that's like so like lively. And uh, yeah, it's, I just uh can't uh, say enough how much I just appreciate the appreciate the energy while also teaching us history and like you mentioned with kids and stuff like this is a perfect thing to show like in a classroom and everything yeah thank you so much it feels so disconnected sometimes when we think about black history um, we always go back to Egypt and that was so long ago there's so much rich history that is present history and so that's what I really love about the series is that we're tapping into the minds of people that don't get the same opportunities to tell their stories, but have contributed to our history in the same way currently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, one thing actually that personally connected me, me like right off the bat and like got me really engaged is a uh, very long story short, like 12 years ago, I moved to Toronto, uh, just a guy with a camera wanting to get into like music and film and stuff like that. And one community that really brought me in was the hip hop community. And it's always important to me to like, just learn new things about it too. And I love how far back you went in Canadian hip hop history to tell the story from possibly even the first MC, the, I think it was Mr. Q <laughs> and just, uh, just like the first MC in, in recorded history and uh, just kind of showing like highlights of just very important people in that culture and everything. Yeah, absolutely. We had to go back, you know, I think when we talked about the hip hop episode, there was this question of what was the first hip hop song made in Canada or made in Ontario or Toronto. And there's this huge misconception. And even with that episode, there was, it took a while to kind of figure it out. Was it the Sugar Hill gang? Was it Mr. Q? Did they, you know, a vibe off of each other and if we were if we we're going to tell that story we had we had to go from the beginning and what was so cool was like interviewing master t in motion and getting their opinions about just even working in the underground radio scene in in the 70s and 80s and playing all of those 
all of those songs, those early hip hop songs. So yeah, it's just, it's so cool to like look back on it now. And also when we realize that there is so much misinformation about that stuff, we don't even really fully know, but that's kind of the point. Like I, it would be so cool if somebody came out because of this show and say, well, actually my dad made this song in the 65 and I have this record in my basement and like this, you know, like it's just a way to engage one another and to have us uncover more of our history. Yeah, that's so cool. And like, even, yeah, like you mentioned too, like just kind of putting these stories out there too. And hopefully like some other people like can hop in and like fill in more stories, you know, and like kind of, have it branch out like a tree. Cause like, I really believe like um, even you guys mentioned in the documentary, there's a lot of untold history. And even in my 12 years of just being a fly on the wall as a, like a cameraman in the hip hop scene too, there's so many untold stories of yeah. so many special people. And uh, maybe like they've helped one person who gets like famous and like nobody knows their name, but they're just like so influential and like just underground. And it's, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like when we think of like Farley Flex and Maestro and them rapping in front of like Woburn Collegiate, you know, like in like the seventies, like that is history. That is hip hop history in Toronto. And it's just been really cool to talk about these things in the series. Mm -hmm, definitely and another thing that kind of lit me up in the the first episode too is uh just i don't, I don't want to talk too much about myself but i just really got to mention this like at the end of the the episode you guys uh clipped to a couple things from uh uh manifesto fest and over the years i've been filming and there was like one shot where it cut to like somebody panning across the crowd and I believe that might even be my camera angle. <laughs> and uh, it was so unexpected watching this too, like from uh, just like, I don't know, just being on and off working with Manifesto. And uh, I have a lot of footage in their archives. So I'm going to contact those people and just see if that's uh, the, the same show I shot and everything. That's so cool. Well, I love that, you know, you felt so connected to the show and also that you contributed to the show in some in some small capacity. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a, a two second cut. But uh, I was just like, oh, my God, like pausing and rewinding. I'm like, no way. Just very that's, unexpected and cool. That's the point. You know, it's like so amazing. Um to have people watch it from their homes and be like, wait, I remember that archival footage. I think I was there. And then that's what sparks more conversations and gets people to talk about, you know, the things that they normally wouldn't get the opportunity to discuss. Mm -hmm, most definitely. And um, you make music yourself, right? I do. Yeah. So that must have been like an extra excitement too. Like, I know the whole series isn't about hip hop. That's just like the first episode, but uh were you also like, as you were like, kind of like digging through all this history to getting some more like inspiration from uh, these legends and heroes? Oh, for sure. Like, you know, seeing Mishy Me do her thing was just so rewarding in so many different ways. Like she's one of the first females in Toronto to do it. So that was just such a cool experience. And then I actually um, recorded the theme song. So that's actually, no way. yeah. <laughs> so I remember when, how that happened. 
we, we had finished filming the show and I thought, well, every show needs a theme song. And I had reached out to the producers of the show and I was like, I know I'm hosting, but as you know, like, you know, I, I wear many hats <laughs> and I also sing and I kind of reached out to them and thought, you know, I think it would be cool if I, um, recorded the theme song and so I got in the studio with my producer and a friend and we wanted it to feel like Bill Nye the science guy in a way mm -hmm. we're just saying the same word over and over again and it's super catchy and so we recorded it and then we collaborated with this really dope producer um in Vancouver uh, this wonderful female female producer and she sent me a beat and she was like, well, can you try doing it over this beat? And then it was like almost like a cross Canadian collaboration because I'm in Toronto. She's in Vancouver and we're collaborating back and forth on this thing. But yeah, you can't tell it's my voice because it's like a rappy voice. But it was just so cool to be able to get into the studio and record the, the theme song for the show. So, yeah, that's so fun. It's cool to hear all these uh different layers of uh collaboration going on like beyond just your job as a host it seems like just such a fun experience yes it was it was so wonderful to to contribute to this show in the multiple different capacities and i think that's why i'm so passionate about it because from its conception i was helping with the research and then when we got into the actual creation of the show i you know helped in terms of doing the theme song so in so many different ways like this show feels like my baby <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and it, it sounds like uh from the way you talk about it too you had a lot of freedom and uh do you want to let us know a little bit how it was like working with like the two directors on this because again like this show was like such a vibe and I kind of want to know a little bit more about like the dynamic and putting it together yeah um I know the two directors quite well like I've said I've been attached to OEM Media Group um, since like 2018. So Allison Duke and Gaddy Conte George, working with them was so wonderful because they did gave, give me the freedom to be able to um, just explore as well as feel out the different things that we were saying. You know, I knew that there was an importance to the material because a lot of this information that I would be saying, I knew it would be the first time that people would hear it. And that was really important to me to get it right and to tell the, these stories accurately. They also trusted me a lot. They gave me a lot of trust in terms of, you know, just it feeling a slightly like, like a collaborative effort. And so, yeah, working with them was really great. Doing a lot of the on the street run and gun stuff was so cool, like going about in Toronto to like the, like the first black church that was in Toronto and we you know we were at Dundas Square and all these different places that you know we see every day but we don't think about its conception or inception or like who were the people standing here you know 200 years ago so mm -hmm. it was just cool to think about that in those moments as I was talking about the show that's so cool and uh as you were gathering like different information and learning new stories um was there like a favorite thing uh or discovery of yours uh that happened uh as you were building the show yeah I think just one of the things that was really um interesting to me was the fact if you go to our like photography episode don't want to give it away so people will still watch it but mm -hmm. Just seeing all of the images that have been taken through like video and photography um, 
from back in like the 50s and 60s and 70s and how um, visual arts as a medium has been used as activism. So, you know, it's us learning about Dudley Laws and the Black Action Defense Committee and all of these things is because people were there to document it and to take photos and videos. And that was just so cool because these were not things that I learned in school mm -hmm. at all. And like, you're just so grateful that, you know, someone with like a Winston LaRose uh, would have all of these things or a Kingsley would have all of these things just in his basement. Yeah. You know, I think that was just like the most interesting thing that like, thank goodness for these like mini self archivists that have captured our history in this way. And that, have understood the importance of it and then held on to it. And I'm just like, wow, I I hope that we're able to, you know, proper, properly fund, you know, the archival process of Black history in Canada in some way, whether it be through like a National Black Museum or, you know, a museum that kind of brings all of our subcultures together in one way to so that this history isn't lost because if we didn't do the show, it would just be sitting in their basements. And so I think that was just the really like the most hard hitting thing was just seeing all of these things and being like, wow, I've never seen this before. I didn't even know this was a thing. And so I hope that people get that same feeling when they watch the series and that it encourages them to go in their own basements and their own garages and say, what is this VHS tape? Let me pop it in and see what is on this. You know, there could be somebody standing in the background and, uh, you know, that's a historical figure and you wouldn't even know. So, yeah, that's so awesome. And uh, yeah, even I found that photography episode like so interesting and even like not to spoil it. I I got a kick out of the one guy talking about uh, how his one photo was like such a controversial thing. And like at the time he was like, oh, no, like almost like I'm ruined. But later on in life, he's thinking he's like, wow, like that was my most famous photo yeah. <laughs> from the outrage. And history is like that a lot. Oh, for sure. You know, activism is controversial because mm -hmm. you're showing people new things in a new way. And so, yeah, I, I would say if you want to learn new things in a new way, you got to watch Black Community Mixtapes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Well said too. And, uh, and yeah, I'm definitely going to be sharing this show and series and trailer, uh, with a lot of people. Uh, I know just like a lot of like creatives, like, especially in the city of Toronto are going to thoroughly enjoy this series and just getting the extra layers on a lot of stuff they do and they're a part of, but maybe they don't know the extra background layers of how this came to be and again i can't say enough you guys did such a wonderful job uh piecing this together in a way that was like just so informative and entertaining so like hats off to all you thank you yeah and i guess like as a final question um if somebody's like listening to this right now or sees what you do and maybe they're just a student out of broadcasting or somebody who just has the dreams of being like a host or like somebody to just kind of become a profession in the, the entertainment industry. Would you have any like advice for them? Yeah, I would say trust yourself. And I would say, find your team, find your people, those people who are just as equally as passionate as you. This was a passion project when it first started and I think it's really important to work with people that care, 
that care about the types of stories that you want to tell, that care about the types of stories that they want to tell. And so, yeah, that would be my advice just to find the stories that are important, find the stories that are untold, and find the stories that are going to, you know, make a change and engage in conversation with with other people. Awesome. Yeah, well said. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time today. It was a pleasure talking to you after watching the series. I was really excited for this one. And uh, and yeah, again, we're going to share it and have like all the details where people can watch it. And uh, yeah, hopefully on your next project, we can have another chat. Yeah, thank you so much. I just wanted to also mention again, it was Lene Gabrielle, who was the wonderful um, producer. So she was, she produced the beat and I did all the vocals for, for the theme song. So I make to make it clear but yeah thank you so much again for your time and yeah i'm excited for everyone to continue watching yeah awesome anytime and uh yeah hope you have a great day and uh hopefully catch you down the road bless you as well bye Hope you guys enjoyed that talk with Kara Martin. Once again, Black Community Mixtapes has been airing on City TV. You can also check it out on Apple TV. Or here's a hack. If you got Amazon Prime, you can log into Prime TV. You can watch series. And if you type in Black Community Mixtapes, it'll also direct you to the City TV app. And here's a little secret. There's a seven-day trial. You don't have to pay nothing. You can click that and watch Black Community Mixtapes front to back. Easy five episode series to watch. And like we mentioned during our talk, it's just so engaging. So yeah, get on it. We got to be thankful for people who produce this kind of content. And speaking of people that I'm thankful for, we can't leave without giving a shout out to all you guys on the Patreon page to support me and the creative imbalance. And first up, the biggest thanks to Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into electronics, technology, how they work, and most importantly, how to fix it, go check out Testing with Mike on YouTube. And another big thanks to Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Not only is Amanda the host of Top 10 Nerd, talking to millions of subscribers. She also has her very own YouTube channel that I totally recommend you checking out. Type in Amanda McKnight, soaking the vibes and taking some comic books, video games, movies, and all things nerdy. That's Amanda McKnight on YouTube. Also, another thanks to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legendary Devin McBride, our favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, a.k.a. my mom. If you want to shout out at the end of every episode and also get these episodes early, raw, uncut, right when I'm done the Zoom call, I just post them. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance. It's only four bucks a month. And beyond having my thanks, you can just go to bed at night and sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media. And nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? And with that being said, we got so many great talks coming your way around the corner. Stay tuned and we'll catch you next time. Mwah!